The ProAct know-how. Hi, this is uh, ProAct Sam with uh, today's Living and Working Board webinar. Welcome to this live Living and Working Board webinar. Uh, we've had uh, some interesting uh, technical issues getting started, but uh, if you work with us now, we, we can go through our topic for today, which is uh, where we're looking at uh, what you need for will uh, living and working abroad. Um, one thing that we all know is that we're going to die and uh, how we organise our affairs at the end of days um, is down to our last letter, our last uh, written testament of what our wishes are. And that on that basis, those last wishes are then uh, uh, carried out uh, by the people that we appoint as responsible for our estate to look after our families uh, and, and the people that we care for. Those people might be uh, children, blood relatives, and, and certain countries, certain laws protect blood relatives beyond everything else. Um, but also uh, the law could allow uh, non-blood relatives to benefit or charities to benefit or even uh, third parties. Um, and, and therein lies the, the complexity uh, that you've got different jurisdictions, different laws, and different traditions, uh, be that um, uh, French Napoleonic law, English law, uh, or um, Sharia law, They're all different rules, all different traditions uh, that have to be uh, accommodated. So what are the instances when you need a will for, for more than one country? So, for example, we have in the UK, uh, UK law uh, on wills and estates says that if uh, the value of your assets in the UK are more than anywhere, any other jurisdiction in the world, then you should have your primary uh, estate settled in, in the UK. Um, so whether you're domiciled in the UK or not, if most of your assets are in the UK, your estate would be settled in the UK. Um, inheritance tax is an integral part of, of, of death in the UK because it's the tax clearance to get your UK estate settled and passed to your beneficiaries. Um, under European law, the EU created a directive in 2012 which created a common European set of laws for uh, handling wills and estates. Now the key principle for expats in that is that uh, with uh, if um, the, the law says that if the EU law says if somebody dies in a, as a resident of a country then they have to settle their the primary estate in that country. So if an expat is living in Spain and that's a prime, that's where they die, then that's where they have to settle their, their primary estate. Even though they may have assets in France, UK, Cyprus or, or Malta. If uh, uh, somebody dies in Portugal, the same would apply and the same in Cyprus. And uh, the, so if you're settling your estate in France or Cyprus, for example, and, and, and you wanted to, uh, uh, because that's where you're living, when, at the date of death, you have to fo follow their laws 
in, in terms of who benefits after, after death. And, and in France and uh, Cyprus, both countries are there to protect the family, so it's blood relatives that, that can benefit. So if you're on a second or third marriage, or if you have a, a number of children by a number of different marriages, uh, those blood relatives could take precedent over your current partner, could take precedent over a charitable gift uh, that you want to make. Um, and it could uh, have a, a serious impact on your business partners and the business relationships that, that you're in or shared property uh, they have with people. Um, in the UK, you've got more discretion on who you can leave the will to. Um, and obviously f family would want to claim in the event of there being no will. But if you leave a will, you can choose who the benefit is. So if you're an unmarried couple or a, a couple on a second or third marriage with children by different relationships can can make a, a, a will as a UK to be settled in the UK which distributes their assets among who they choose to benefit which could be their current partner um, and and any blood relatives so and it's all about what what your legal agreement is so if you're married then you're married if you're divorced then you're not married so one, with a marriage you're not a blood relative it, with a, with a marriage. You're not a blood relative if you divorce, but you are if you're married. If you're separated, um, depending on what stage you're at, the the the, the separated um, spouses still have a libel, uh, a, a claim on death uh, against the will. So we deal with expats with properties in the Middle East, in uh, Portugal, Spain, France. Cyprus, uh, Denmark, Norway, uh, Russia, UK, Ireland. Uh, so what, what, what is the circumstance for people in, in these sort of situations? So first of all, the one anomaly is that Denmark, UK and uh, Ireland opted out of the, uh, the 2015 implementation of the EU uh, directive on a common uh, grounds for treating estates so that those countries treat it slightly differently so the EU rules don't apply there but if an expat uh, dies in Cyprus or Spain or France then they they must settle their estate in in France <coughs> or Spain um, now in Cyprus there, there are fixed charges unless you appoint uh, family executors where you could be charged 10% or more of the estate. Um, so if you have a, a, a villa in Cyprus of 400,000 or a business worth a million, uh, then you could easily find yourself paying 40, 100,000 to settle the estate. Uh, and, and therefore you would be well advised to consider making a will before you die to put family members to act as the uh, executors and the administrators of, of that estate. Um, in the UK, those charges are more on a commercial basis and they're not the fixed rates that they're, they're, they're made. Um, and, and therefore they can be lower and the procedures are a lot simpler, that they are very complicated in other countries. But with every estate in each jurisdiction, there's a different level of capital gains or inheritance tax. Inheritance tax in the UK at 
is a capital gains tax on death and it's charged to the estate um, in a country like Cyprus there's no inheritance tax so if a, a UK expat is having a, a, an estate settled in Cyprus then they can avoid inheritance tax uh, quite simply however don't forget that if you then own a property back in the UK uh, in the, in London it could easily be worth a million pounds and that could outnumber the value of your Cyprus or French uh, villa and overseas investments so suddenly you have to have a predominantly UK will and therefore an inheritance tax assessment and then domicile comes into effect uh, if you're domiciled in the UK you're liable for inheritance tax on your worldwide assets and if you're not domiciled in the UK it's just the assets in the UK so if you've got a million pound property you can still be liable liable for inheritance tax in the UK um, if if you're uh, if you are domiciled in the UK you've got a million pound property plus a million pound of assets in business and property overseas then you're liable for the inheritance tax on the whole two million so that could be up to eight hundred thousand um, pounds so the figures jump up quite quickly um, so what do we advise we we advise by doing a free review with our clients we look at what are the issues what are the assets uh, what are the fixed assets some assets are movable so it doesn't matter that the bank account might be based in one country it's still um, uh, it deemed to be in the country that you're living in so in in Cyprus or the EU country you can have a bank account offshore but still be settling under the local probate uh, but other investments are not necessarily the same anything that's classed as a, a real estate such as a car in Cyprus but not the UK or, or shareholdings or investment accounts they have to be settled in the country in which they're in so if you have a a bank deposit or a, a sorry, bank investment in Switzerland then you need a, a Swiss administration to settle that and if you have property in the UK you need potentially need a, a, a UK administration to settle that so th there is a good a case in, as a practical solution to have a, a, a will for each jurisdiction in, in which you're based so that that's the way that we would look at it and, and having a free review, assessing what the need is and whether you need to have a will for different jurisdictions. Um, however, the next stage beyond that is um, your trust level. Um, we all trust in God ultimately, um, but one thing is certain in life is that we're gonna die. If we're gonna die and we know we're gonna die and we're making a will to leave the lawyers, the family, to sort out the estate. Um, if you want to protect your family, your spouse, your partner, your your uh, wife, your charity, your business, then you could actually use trusts. And what, what trusts allow you to do is to settle your assets into uh, a family trust, which you control during your lifetime, um, but which your family can take over, your executors, your administrator can take over after death and, and therefore avoid the need for probate and uh, probate and tax assessment in one country can be quite uh, significant but obviously probate in two or three countries not only can 
um, the, the exchange of information and the tax clearances need in UK and Spain and Portugal, France and, and, and Cyprus mean that you're going to get caught for tax in the highest jurisdiction. Um, you've also got the, the expense and the tax that, that's going to come to that. So a trust can help you avoid that. Now we're not talking about an active trust um, that, that is trading and generating revenue necessarily that is going to create a high level of tax. We're talking about a family trust to administer and take care of the family arrangements in the same way that the family business could be run through a company. Directors control that, operate it and look after and take care of the best interests of the shareholders of the company, the shareholders, the vested interests uh, in the family, the people that you want to benefit. Um, and it cuts out the cost and delay of probate, uh, it gives you control now and, and frees up the, the co confusion and delay by cross-border uh, uh, delays with, with probate um, and administration. Um, and when you've got children that might be living in America or Australia or Africa uh, and, and your estate is in Cyprus or Spain or the UK or Ireland, then these things can quickly come together. I, you know, I look at my, my family and I've got relatives in uh, Salt Lake, city uh, in Canada, Calgary. I've got family in uh, Ireland, UK, Germany, Vietnam, Australia. Um, and that's just little me, not to mention Cyprus. Uh, so, you know, it's very easy in this modern world for us to be, uh, have children and family and relatives cross border um, uh, with business and property and investment assets overseas as well as at home. So in this interconnected world, uh, protecting your family with a family trust is, is the essence of saving money, confusion, delay uh, by managing your future wealth. So across border and down generations. And that's what we do at productpartnership.com. Go to our website and find out more information there, download guides uh, from us and um, you know, ask us a question at Project Partnership, contact us. Uh, we've got some online stuff for that as well. And if you want a, a free review, consultation and summary advice um, on uh, wills, do you need a will in a different country and, and what's the best option across border, uh, you can contact us and organise that free review. Thanks for listening. Um, I'm glad we sorted out our, our technical problems and uh, we're going to be even more smooth and efficient next time. So thanks for listening today and we'll see you again next time. Thank you very much. The ProAct Know-How, brought to you by ProAct.